Are you a relentless creative that is having limiting beliefs or self-sabotaging patterns stopping you from living your life? What if you could tap into your creativity on command without having any doubt, hesitation, or fear? How would your life be different? What if you could turn your creative dreams into tangible projects by removing any mental blocks? If you want to become a relentless creative or stay a relentless creative, then listen to this podcast, Curing Broke, as we go through mindset tips and strategies to create the life that you want and start fueling your future. My name is Douglas Bedford, and I'm your host, the Curing Broke podcast for relentless creatives. Hello, this is Douglas from Curing Broke, and this is the second episode of our podcast, since we're listening together, about the origin story of Field Future, the coaching program that I have that helps creatives break through any self-sabotage or limiting beliefs that's holding them back from getting to the world that they want to create that's so close in the palm of their hands. And the thing about like being able to get past like any creative blocks, especially if you're creative in transition, if you didn't listen to the first episode of the podcast of me giving you my origin story, episode one, please listen to it. Because for a lot of creatives, when they get started, they're, especially when they want to use their creativity to create income for themselves, they like there are certain challenges that get in their way or their realization that happens. One, sometimes you're just tired of working for other people and they're using your creativity to profit, especially when you're just making magic happen left and right, because there's only so much magic that you have, especially when people can look at you like a golden goose, but not knowing like where that creativity comes from. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like we all live this life of that leads us to the point of creativity. For some people, they had a, a wonderful life of, of growing up. But there's some of us that have like, you know, this darkness that that inspires our creativity. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's not like we're like dark people, but there's there's just energy. There's this weight that comes with it. Some people will say introverted or extroverted. But when we put ourselves out there, uh, for some of us, there it's a light that burns very quick and it needs to recharge. And so if you're going to create a business around it, right, like how do you put yourself out there? Or should I say when you're going to leave something that you're the creative entity of, like what does that process look like if you're going to make a transition into that? And that's what I help people with because there are three things three problem areas that I know that creatives have and they're going to make that transition. And this is what I built my coaching program around being able to solve these problems when you're ready to make that jump and believe in yourself fully. So the first one is like a negative view of yourself and having negative self-talk. There are a lot of times where a creative will push themselves so hard because there's this inner monologue that's going on in their head. I'm sure if you can like crack that egg open and see that little picture that's in there, it's probably a parent or a sibling or a school or a teacher or something like that, that might've told you that you're not enough. And from that not being enough, you're ready to prove them all wrong. 
And that is very motivating to a point. That's that trial by fire that I talked about in the other episode where like you're just you're just so full of of energy to prove things wrong. And that could get you only so far. If you're working for somebody else and there's systems around you, sure, you could be the the light, the the fire of the engine, if you will. But if you're going to start something of your own, you're going to have to let that go completely. When you do, you're able to bring in like the opportunity of growth, of being able to let go of some of the things. You don't have to focus on just being the creative part of your business. You can be the actual leader of your business. And that leads to the point of like finding that inner leadership. But before I go into that, like negative self-talk, you know, the stories that we tell ourselves, the things that we say to ourselves that stop us are that sometimes motivate us to push a little bit harder. It's not always the healthiest. And being able to have that holistic, like inner monologue that happens, there's ways of solving that. And one is like developing the inner leadership. Like what type of leader would you want? If what type of leader would you want to work for? And if you don't sound like that type of leader to yourself, think about it. Then it's time to make some changes, right? Unless you like being yelled at. You know, some people do, but you don't have to, right? To have a good outcome. So making that shift in your leadership. And there's two ways to really doing that. One is like being able to like, like actualize the inner you that's powerful. And the way to do that is having a clear vision of that person to be able to visualize who you are. Um, I recently, time flies, uh, almost a year ago, I put a free course on Udemy called um, MVP that combines meditation, visualization, and prayer in a 10-day challenge form that allows you to be able to visualize towards your goal so that you can start creating change on a on a conditioning level of things that you do so that you can create new structures in your life so you can have different behaviors and get different results. I call this... Uh, in my method, I call this the fact method. So being the way you frame things will change the way you like the way that you act and then like the actions that you take. And then it creates a congruency in your life, which allows you to create a transformation fact, right? Find your fact, frame the way that you see things, the actions that you take, making sure there's congruency there to where you're subconscious and conscious, who you are and who you are on the inside can really vibe with that, which will then allow you to have transformation. That's, that's the process of all my coaching or any program that I create. The frame, the action you take, the congruency, transformation, simple process, right? Then I build tactics around that. Anyway, MVP follows that. Meditating, visual, visualization, prayer. You can check out that course on Udemy, or I'll put a link um, into it, the Facebook group that's connected to this podcast. Uh, if you just type in, um, if you look at the show notes, there'll be a link for the podcast or the 
the Facebook group there. But being able to actualize the power for you is being able to connect the way you visualize and see yourself. And the second thing is constantly like being accountable for that. So the main thing that you should have as a creative is a journal. A journal will allow you to, it'll, it'll be your compass to constantly move you forward. It'll be your North Star to make sure when you're walking through the night that you don't end up walking in a circle, but you're walking towards a, the same direction in the darkness of night. That's what your journal is. And being able to have it so tied into the future version of you. And I go through a couple of processes of that using symbols. Symbols are the best way to talk to your subconscious, not just words. And all those things that allow you to, again, obsess with becoming that better version of you in a very healthy way that allows like immediate change in your life. Because when you have immediate change, it allows you to move forward. And that's what you're looking for, to be able to move forward now, right? So that creates the inner leadership of being able to visualize and then also journal. And that also will eliminate negative self-talk because you are holding yourself accountable and you're changing the words that you use on your, to yourself on a daily basis. Second thing is like, there are like certain behaviors and patterns that 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 creatives have that don't allow them to connect to their actual purpose because you might you can't have a vision if you don't have a mission like what is your purpose like there's sometimes where people are stuck in the role of being an employee that they're so used to adopting other people's idea that even though they know that they're creative, they don't know what to do if they were to let go of things that don't serve them anymore. And again, I talked about that in the, in the first podcast. If you haven't listened to it, we have our trial by water, our trial by fire, and trial by air. And your trial by water is being able to just swim away from the things that don't serve you. Granted, you can still see the shoreline in the back but you just try to swim further and further and further away from it and then eventually like you got to have your trial by fire like burn everything like there is no going back and that's going to require a lot of pain but from that pain it's going to be of course transformation and that transformation is trial by air being allowed to believe that you can fly and be free that's a that's a three-step process um I know visually you can see that in your mind, but it makes sense, right? And that is being able to connect to your mission. And so the one thing that we all have, and it's the way that we're able to connect to our mission, is knowing what our values are. So as people, we have this thing called maps of reality. Like there's ways of how we see the, how the world should be. Now, there's this phrase in NLP. NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. It was designed in the late like 70s, and it connected. It's a way of being able to use language to be able to program your mind. It's a. You can read more about it, and I'll, I'll do a podcast on it. 
but it was created by this guy named Richard Bandler that um, was modeling therapists and saw the language that they they were using in order to create change in people. And was able to, as he called it, model excellence to be able to pull the best parts of what they did in order to create change in people. From there, he started to model like different like hypnotists and be able to see what they did. Uh, this guy named Milton Erickson, where he was able to use language to use conversational like hypnosis to create change in people. A lot of other people um, move this in the forefront, and uh, I'll get back on track. But what I'm trying to help you see right now in your mind is that the language that you use can control the future that you want. And being able to use that language to unearth what your values are, because your values are who you are as a person. And if you connect your values to like your actual goals, then you relive, then you're resistance free. So earlier I talked about fact, right? Your frame, the actions that you take, congruency. This is making sure that like you are congruent, like congruent with what you want to do in order to have transformation. So your values are pretty much like the headlights to, to the road that you're going down in that darkness to use the metaphor I talked about before. So your map that you have is, is not reality. Like if you think about it, like if you look at a map, it's not really the territory, it's a representation of it. They use this reference point in NLP and it makes a lot of sense. And if it doesn't make sense, it will make sense right after this. So if you think about it, if you're going on down a road, you're in your car, you're going to need a map to get to a destination. That destination, we'll call that your goal. Now, the map that you have is like, again, it's a drawing, it's a representation of it, but it's not the actual road. It's not each rock. It isn't each plant on the road. It isn't like the pavement. It isn't the headlights or it isn't the streetlights, right? And so being able to use your map the clearer that it is, the easier you are to get to your destination. So if you think about it, if you're in your car, your map is your reality of how to get to where you want to go. Your values are the headlights of that car. They shine the brightest. Those are the things that you want to follow, your headlights to get you to where you want to go. A lot of times people are driving with their headlights off. You got a map but they don't have the headlights on. They don't know what their values are. So for me, I was able to find out my values are um, being decisive, being curious, and being playful. Those are the things that allow me to be, um, I guess another value would be happy, um, but it's another topic. Following those values allow me, when I attach those to my goal, I can move in full congruency towards them. And once you know what your mission is, mine is like to help creatives in order for them to like have their light shine the brightest so they can create impact in the world. Knowing that's my mission, the way that I'm able to get there is one being decisive to know that I'm the only person that can help them. Two, 
that I'm curious to know who they are. Three, like, you know, I'm playful. I like having things feel very light because when you do, um, you just have a lot of energy. And if I look back in my life, I'm the happiest when I'm those three things. And I can like, I can feel it now when I think about it. Those are the things that motivate me and I have memories of that. And I can see myself in the future doing that. And I know that's who I am presently. So that's being able to like connect to your mission. And the other thing, and I just mentioned too, uh, is called quantum shifting. So being able to look through time and take those values that you have and kind of transpose them all through time. A lot of times when creatives are just getting started off, they 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 have all these moments in time where they are living someone else's life. And when that happens, you start second guessing yourself. You start seeing the world through a perception that is not your own. And it goes back to that inner leadership where I talked about negative self-talk and all these other beliefs that you're carrying, that you're holding. And it's because the values that you're focused on aren't your own. And being able to quantum shift, and again, quantum shift meaning being able to see that you are in control of time, that your past doesn't exist, it's already happened. So being able to take the best parts of it and use that as a foundation, especially when you are going back in time, if you will, to focus on the values that are true to you. Then seeing yourself in the present as being that person then projecting yourself so far in the future that you have these anchors in the future that allow you to like have a magnet that is pulling you towards that future. Again, there's a reason why I have my program is called Fueled Future because like you're being fueled by your future. That's what's like it, it's. And if you think about it, if you're being fueled by your future, it's unlimited, abundant. A lot of people will talk about manifestation and like, you know, wishing for things to happen, happen. And I'll do another podcast on manifestation. But if you're stuck in a place of wanting and desire, it's suffering. It just is. But if you can live your future as if it's already happened, then you're in a place of knowing. And that place of knowing is solid. You're not like in this place of, again, uh, desire or neediness. It's, it's happened. And that will allow you to be free. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that's, that's quantum shifting. I could go on that. I should probably just do a podcast on that. The next thing uh, is being able to, excuse me, the next thing is being able to um, not, or should I say, be free of reacting to criticism, to not feel like you have to constantly defend your boundaries. There's so many times where a creative, um, they just feel like there's just sensitivity that comes through creativity. It's because like you don't believe fully in yourself. And because you don't feel believe fully in yourself, 
it one it might be hard to express uh who you are and what you do but two it's so fragile um that like the thought of criticism won't allow you to move forward the thing is like if you are in that place of transition and you want to use creativity to either create a business or create an impact or create a movement whatever it is you're going to have to have courage to connect right and so that is um that's what I call in my program borderless boundaries to like, if you think about it, it's kind of like a, you know, what is a borderless boundary? And that's the thing. It's to be fluid. It's to be able to protect yourself, but to also accept everything, to allow things to flow through you and past you, but not change you, right? You're almost like a membrane, if you will. You're still a membrane but a solid, firm, indestructible membrane. You can't be destroyed because you are who you are. And there's a couple of ways that I go through that. I kind of just shared it uh, with the courage to connect. The other one is invisible positioning. Being able to have a conversation to put yourself out there and like have a strong ground. When you communicate, there's three ways you could communicate. Either you're superior you're friendly or you're inferior. If you know the way that you're communicating with people and you're clear on it and you can fluctuate between them and use them in a tactical certain way, you can then get people to believe in your movement, whatever it may be, whether it be believing in your business or your message that you're putting out there. And so like there are four levels of influence when you think about it. It's being able to influence yourself being able to influence someone one-to-one, being able to influence the masses. And then the fourth one is being omnipresent. The message that you put out there lives without you needing to say a word. And ultimately, as a creative, right, that's what we're looking to have, to have that global and also like temporal. When I say temporal, there is our, our impact lasts throughout time. and We connect to things that are timeless. Right. And if you're able to do that, that where you create that invisible positioning, go through that, of course, uh, in the field future program. But it's one of my favorite parts. And then the last one is the courage to connect, like being able to put yourself out there to like knowing how to communicate and and having frameworks of communication that allows you to be clear, be confident and to be congruent with who you are on the inside. And of course, that brings it back to full circle of having that inner leadership, being able to transition to your mission, and then being able to have like borderless boundaries. Those three things will allow you to have a fueled future. And that's my program. I thought it would take me an hour or so to go through it all, and I guess I could, but I want to have this in about 20 minutes or so. So that's the origin story of my coaching program. If that's something that you're interested in, uh, just go to www.curingbroke.com and I go through a video of walking you through the process. You just have to put in your name and see if what I can do can help you. And if so, like going through that process, going to www.curingbroke.com and going through that video and then a booking call and 
talking to me in person. So this is Douglas Beffer from Curing Rope. Thank you for listening to the podcast and I look forward to speaking to you soon in the future. All right.